Welcome, everyone. We're so glad that you are joining us again here on the Rock Church Podcast. We are diving into last week's sermon. We're in the Pneumatology series right now, and we're really excited about where this one has gone. So with you today, this is Pastor Michael Erdman. This is Pastor Shane Beeson. I'm Tammy Lambertson. Pastor Jacob Krotzenberg. And Pastor Jaime Gonzalez. So I know that there's been some thoughts uh, and some really good conversation around the things that came up on the sermon about the gifts. And Jane, you had some thoughts that you'd like to share with us today? Yeah, I actually wanted to do a little recap with everyone out there listening. First off, if you're listening, welcome. We're so glad that you're spending time with us. And as Pastor Mike just mentioned, we are in this new mythology series and it the podcast directly corresponds with our Sunday sermon. So I want to bring you up to speed. We've been in here a couple weeks now in this series. We started off with the posing the question, who is he? Meaning the Holy Spirit, asking the question, is he a person? Then we went into week three where we said, is he Pentecostal? Uh, we followed that with uh, our fourth uh, sermon, which was baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then just this last week on February 4th, Pastor Mike brought in a discussion on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to bring you up to speed. I encourage you to go back um, to listen, to watch the live stream, and um, really just press into uh, the depths of what we're trying to bring today. And what I want to do is I want to um, get Tammy's thoughts um, that we have her today on the podcast and really let her share and process what's been on her mind and her thoughts from this past sermon um, Tammy, what do you think? Oh, thank you so much for letting me join your conversation today. I have really enjoyed this series. You know, I have been friends with the Holy Spirit for 30 years, and you think you know a guy. <laughs> um, now, it's just been a great uh, great series, stirring up a lot of things and helping me fall in love with the Holy Spirit all over again. And Mike, thank you so much for the word you brought yesterday. It was really good. I specifically couldn't get away from your story about camp. I am a complete camp brat. Went every year, went, got saved every year, got filled with the Holy Spirit. Yep. You know how it goes. And I've had some of those moments where I did feel beat up like by the person praying, I just, I felt more condemned than convicted. I, you know, I do think shame has its place because it brings us to the point of repentance and it's, it's necessary to go walk through that, but then also be loved on the other end of it. Um, and so when you told that story, I could really relate not only from my own experience of, you know, being a youth at camp, but then also, okay, when have I done that? Mm -hmm. When have I, you know, my, my gifts from the spirit are a lot of words of knowledge, a lot of discernment, um, a lot of prophecy, um, in those hospitality, those kind of things, very relational. And, um, I had to learn how to steward them. And I know there's like a trail of bodies behind me where I haven't, where I haven't used the, the sword or the gift as a tool, but more as a weapon against people mm -hmm. that uh, fellow believers that were trying to draw in. And so I think that was my main takeaway is like, man, 
I have been given these gifts. Have I stewarded them well? Have I learned how to use it? Have I grown in my faith so that now I'm not a three-year-old running around with the sword (laughs) causing others to bleed? It is very exciting to get that filling of the Holy Spirit and receive these gifts. But then, okay, now what do we do with them? How do we use them for the benefit of the kingdom and the edifying of the body and uh, bringing them up? So I had kind of a mixed bag of feelings listening to that part of the sermon where it's like, man, I have been beat up. How have I been beat up others? How can these gifts truly be a blessing? Because I think every gift also has a shadow side Mm -hmm. if you don't um, take the time to grow in Christ and ask him to show you how to use it appropriately and just continue to walk with the spirit. Mm -hmm. A phrase that's standing out to me is uh, with each other, the gift is a scalpel. Um, And then with the enemy, it's a sword. Absolutely. And uh, too often we use uh, spiritual gifts as a sword on the ones we love when uh, that's not the right application. I I think a scripture where it says, you know, uh, the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword to divine bone and marrow, which which represents this uh, innate ability to do incredibly detailed work. Um, And then there's other parts in scripture when it comes to spiritual warfare, where it's like, okay, grab your sword, armor up and destroy the enemy, take back uh, land, so to speak, or storm the gates of hell kind of. And I think um, that is something to be addressed so that we aren't running up to each other with a sword chopping each other's heads off with our gifts. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to Jacob. I know that you had some thoughts on this and if you would yeah, lean into that a little bit more. Yeah. So I, I like to use weightlifting analogies for a lot of things. Uh, same, same. Yeah, same, absolutely. Um, because there, there's a level of discipline in there. Um, and when Tammy, you and you're talking about stewarding the gifts well, um, I think about all the different things that muscles can be used for. So you can use it to carry large loads or accomplish things that you never thought possible before, but the, you can use those gifts poorly as well. And then in another vein, uh, you can also build one up area to the detriment of another. Mm. And so I liken that to how we use the gifts. If we're not walking in that relationship with Jesus to guide us on how can I use what you've given me well, um, and we're not looking at these gifts that we've been given holistically um, in growing in those areas to empower the body and to uh, encourage the body, but also... We, there is a point when we've used those gifts, but it can be turned into a weapon, not a weapon of spiritual warfare, but a weapon to tear the people down, which is the exact opposite of what these gifts were designed for. And I know that's where a lot of these hurts happen. Tammy, you've talked about your camp experiences. Mike, you've talked about your camp experiences. And I've seen some of this too, where people walk away because something that they were entrusted with from the Holy Spirit was used for abuse. Mm-hmm. And so I think there is a level of responsibility and discipline and stewardship on our part to take seriously the gifts that we've been given and to use them in the right way. Absolutely. And I, I think uh, one thing I think about with what you were saying was you don't want to work out one thing at the detriment of another. I do want listeners to understand, and even Paul talks about this in various letters in the New Testament, ask for the gifts. You Sometimes when people receive or experience the baptism with the Holy Spirit, they get a gift 
It just kind of just happens to be there, you know, it's a given to them. And then they go, hey, that's my gift. And um, yeah, lean into it, steward it. But I, you made me think of, hey, ask. Um, ask, seek, and knock. Ask for other gifts. You don't have to be a one gift person. You can actually learn to operate in multiple gifts because Absolutely. they are from the same spirit. And um, so there's that aspect as well. And um, I just wanted to throw this idea out here. Mike, you talked about this a little bit on Sunday, um, and not just a little bit, a little bit more than a little bit, but the reality is we live in a time where um, a lot of the global church does not believe in the active work of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I just think, isn't it just like Satan to convince the church that it doesn't have any weapons of warfare to destroy, destroy yokes of bondage to set captives free. Like, isn't that why Jesus, um, returned to the right hand seat throne of God tore the veil, gave us the gift of the Holy spirit is so that we could do the works that he did on the earth, seeing captives set free. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know that it's to the detriment of our youth. Really. I see the weapons being almost ignored that can be given from the Holy Spirit. There's, there's, they don't, they want something real, but they don't know how to go about that. And yet the world, Satan, the enemy is handing them all these other things that are just burying them in his, in his campaign. I mean, you've got these crystals that are just normal that the kids run around and go, well, this is, this has got healing powers. And I even had one tell me that, uh, well, God puts his power in the crystals for us, doesn't he? And I said, whoa, wait, there's, there's no way that that, that can be, there's, we need to talk. And it's these things that while, while it's not being talked about that these are weapons for us to go against Satan, he is filling the earth with his own tactical warfare. And it is, it is very evident, I would say here in our culture, in the Western culture right now, especially. So whose job is it to teach the next generation? If you said the, because you said the youth, especially, wouldn't it be on the generation above them to show them proper use Mm -hmm. of those tools, to Mm -hmm. model the power of them, to display the truth in its light. So they, so there wouldn't be any question. I mean, it's like a kid just doesn't, uh, okay, are we going to just put them in the driver's seat of the car and throw them a keys and say, good luck, figure it out on your own. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, No. And so not only has the enemy done a great job with the counterfeiting Mm -hmm. on that, because that's what he does, but he's also made some serpents, man, serpents in suits that are abusing those, those weapons. And so how do we, is that this deconstructionism without, you know, people leaving the church, how do we help them find a way back? And I think that goes to what you said with the stewardship of the gifts and that's just stewarding them well. And, and, and like you said, modeling how they are effective in lifting the people up in growing faith in furthering the kingdom. And that's where, uh, I think the big breakthrough is going to happen for us. You're right to model to our youth because they don't they don't learn on their own. Right, and it's an authentic modeling. It's not like I'm just doing this mm. to show you. It's like no, I'm doing this because this is my responsibility. This is my mantle to carry. This is my place of authority. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
it's that's that's why we do it and they they see that authenticity they see mm-hmm. us walking in that power and they catch it it's mm-hmm. not like a school mm-hmm. where it's like okay if they just come to youth group and they see us mm-hmm. i think there's a place for corporate yeah. And um, that corporate manifestation, that public manifestation of these gifts to be used, and then also bringing it back to the individual yes. mm, in our absolutely. homes, in our one-on-ones, in our own lives. Say, Lord, use that scalpel on me. Show me where my heart is bitter and where I don't have that gratitude for life. And and um, it, that that goes back to an individual, not just for the corporate manifestation of the Holy Spirit. No, I'll uh, lean into that really quick. I have a comment and then I want to read a verse, but I know Jaime, you want to bring some in, in regards mm-hmm. to our youth. But I think about this, I want to take my thought even further. Isn't it just like Satan to convince the church there are no gifts today, but then also to throw in these ridiculous new age mm-hmm. practices and things like, oh, God doesn't have power, but I sure do. Yeah. That is just like the enemy to do that. And so we live in this time. I want to bring in this a spiritual warfare aspect. Um, and then I, I'll pass it over to you, Jaime. And then Mike, I want to hear some comments on Jaime's question, but I want to read a couple verses. Um, the reality, and Paul says this uh, multiple times. I want to read specifically out of Ephesians and 2 Corinthians. But in Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 12, he clearly states, this is Paul speaking. He says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this present darkness or this world against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. He's essentially saying, um, this is a spiritual war. It's not an earthly war. Yes, it's manifested on the earth, but ultimately it's, it's spiritual. And then it says this in second Corinthians chapter 10, verse three and four, it says, for though we live in this world, in the world, we do not wage war As the world does, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And so uh, this comes into the whole stewardship discussion. We have to steward. We have to steward well. Yes, the gifts are in operation. We need to be actively asking and growing in them so that we can turn the tide on what is happening in the world. Jaime, I'm going to kick it over to you. I know you're leading our youth and you're getting amazing questions from them. Um, Talk to us. Well, one of the big things this man, this series has been unbelievable, guys. I mean, for me, the kids know I'm... I'm growing in this with them, with the Holy Spirit. I've been burned in so many different ways. And one of the questions was, does discernment count as a gift of the Holy Spirit? And honestly, reading that question right now, how sad is it that we haven't modeled well enough in our mm-hmm. society and in in, as a Christian that that isn't not only a gift, but there's so many others. Mm-hmm. And so, but where do we get hung up? Tongues. And those things, and obviously Ty, Tyson's going to bring in an awesome perspective and and biblical perspective of what tongues is about and the power of that. But there is so much more to the Holy Spirit in that deepening relationship and getting to speak to our kids and them seeing that it's this opportunity to be helped by the Holy Spirit to be on mission for the kids that are lost to give hope to be able to spread the gospel to have that confidence to go say, Jesus Christ is king. How do you get that? Look at Peter. 
He didn't have that after Jesus died on the cross. Where in the world did he get it? It's when Jesus came back and he says, and he goes around and people see him continue to show that, hey, I am resurrected. And then he tells them, wait for the Holy Spirit. And after that, you see Peter just have authority and being able to go and get to a point where he dies for Jesus. Like that just doesn't happen. And how can we help our kids grow in knowing this power and this gift, but to use it in a healthy and God-fearing way to reach the lost, reach their team. Mike, I want you to jump in on that. You had a great comment and insight on discernment. Discernment. The only thing I want to throw in right here is, hey, you listeners, gifts are not just so you can get a job in the church. Mm. Um, And ministry is just not about a job in the church. The reality, and this is what I was hearing partly when you were talking, um, Jaime, was we need these gifts in the marketplace. We need them in the corporate world. We need them in the schools. We need them everywhere we go. And you can take your spiritual gifting and utilize that wherever you are. Uh, Mike, talk to us about discernment. Yeah. So I really kind of love this story when, when they're walking around and this girl is following place to place for days saying, these men are servants of the most high God. We read that in Acts 16. It sounds like she's saying something good, right? Like, hey, she's saying that I'm proclaiming the gospel. Yeah, I am. But Paul actually knows through the Holy Spirit that this is not a spirit that is good. This is an evil spirit. This is a demon. And he, he casts the demon out. So how do you discern that? That is the relationship with the Holy Spirit. That is being able to feel that check in your spirit. That is the ability to walk into a place and they say, hey, this crystal has the power that God put in it. No, 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 no you're talking you're talking demonic right and it says in 1 Corinthians 12 you cannot you cannot say Jesus is accursed in the spirit and no one can say Jesus is lord except in the holy spirit and the thing that's going to really give you i think the discernment the the affirmation the validation that you are hearing the right thing is it's going to be pointing to Jesus mm-hmm. it's going to be glorifying mm-hmm. him it's going to be um, something that is leading people to God, not distracting away from Him, not pushing you into this self-gratifying uh, type of ministry, whatever it is. I believe that the discernment is very, very important in the last days. Jesus says there's going to be many, many false prophets, many false uh witnesses that rise up and say, hey, look, Jesus is over here. You need to come to the say, or they say, look, the Christ is over here. Don't follow him. He's in the inner room. Don't follow him. You'll see me come. You'll know I'm here. I'm coming in the clouds. And so we know because of Jesus and what he says that we need this for the last days to be able to stand against all the things that are going to come to try and deceive us. Absolutely. I love that you brought up that story because really that was that was a perfect example of discernment because she was sounded like she was saying the right things in that story, but she was actually distracting from the moment and being being a distraction. And um, it takes the Holy Spirit and a relationship with the Holy Spirit to be able to identify things like that. Uh, Tammy, I know that's a gift that you uh, <laughs> operate in well and. Um, uh, we don't really want to go necessarily into the depth of one gift, but uh, what comments do you have based on what you just heard through Mike? Um, <clears throat> I have a lot of thoughts, and I'll try to narrow it down to a few comments. You know, my mind always goes back to um, Romans twelve two, 
Mm. And um, it's not just about conformity. Mm. It shows us that without transforming our mindsets, we won't have the ability to discern the will of God. Mm. If we don't challenge assumptions and, you know, kind of look at, is this culture teaching me? Is this this the word of God teaching me? Is it the church teaching? Is it bad theology? We have to be on that transformative journey. So seeking to understand the people you want to reach is transformative. Um, Mm -hmm. If your mind is too close to see it as such, you will miss out on every soul that God desires you to reach Mm -hmm. at this hour. I just like, but how many of us would respond to the woman at the well in that manner, Mm -hmm. in that way? And so I just want to read Romans 12 to... So, you know, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm. And that all goes back to, okay, this is how I'm going to learn how to steward my gift of discernment. I'm not going to move into judgment. I'm not going to move into opinions. I'm going to be in an open mindset to hear the Holy Spirit, not just go with what I know I have been taught that might require some Mm. unlearning. Mm, that's good. I want to jump in here and maybe just help some of the listeners understand um, more about from whom does the gift come from and who are they for. Um, I immediately think of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, jumping from verse 7 to verse 11, it clearly states, this is what Paul is saying to the Corinthians. He says, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. All these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Um, it also says in first Corinthians chapter one, um, which this is kind of alluding to the spiritual for warfare part as well as it says this, even as the testimony, uh, about Christ was confirmed among you. And he's partially relating here to the baptism with the Holy spirit. So even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed among you so that you are not lacking in any gift. As you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Essentially, part of what I'm receiving or understanding from this verse is these gifts will reveal Jesus to us and will sustain us to the end. We need the Holy Spirit, the gifts from the Holy Spirit to uh, prepare us to live a victorious life over um, the forces of darkness in this world. Um, And so we want to encourage you in that. Um, I'm curious. I want to throw out a question to Pastor Mike. Uh, This is kind of off the cuff, but if people were to go back and listen to Sunday morning's message, let's say they listen to this podcast and they go back and they watch the live stream, the question I pose to you is um, if somebody walked away, what do you want them to walk away from that message? So if they walked out the door, what would you have wanted them to hear from you? Mm. My, my heart is that there was some healing that may have happened. And this is kind of multifaceted because there's some that were there, I know, or that will listen that, this is a fairly new topic. And there's some that are listening that have essentially maybe brushed their hands clean of the Holy Spirit because of traumas or 
hurts that have happened in the past due to bad stewardship. My hope would be that there would be some healing and desire to know that God is for each and every one of us, that he wants to pour out the Holy Spirit upon us, that he wants to give us good gifts, that he wants us to succeed and not be defeated. And I think we know that in our head, but it's hard to know it in our heart sometimes. Um, my, my biggest hope, I think, would see this be something that we as a whole church body in our community, in the Rock Church, would almost see the fire they saw in Pentecost mm-hmm. and be able to walk out into our community in the authority that we know God has given us to take back our city. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Mike. Um, let's do some closing comments today. I'll, I'll start. I'll kick it over to Jaime, then Jacob, and then Tammy. I'll have you close us out. I just want people to know out there, um, this isn't just talk. This is something that I have to live out in my own life, especially as the spiritual leader of my household. Um, the world is constantly trying to destroy us, constantly trying to tear us down. Um, and it takes um, active employment, so to speak, in life of um, relationship with the Lord, pursuit of the Lord, gifts of the Holy Spirit, uh, walking in the light. And um, I was just thinking about that today. Even today, um, as I go home and I take my lunch break, I found myself praying over my house. Um, I've anointed my house with oil. I'm praying for my wife. I'm praying for my daughter. I am uh, doing what I can do to ensure that they um, are protected. They have the uh, best opportunity that they have to live a thriving life in the Lord. And so that's, that's just a closing comment for me. Uh, Jaime, what do you got? You know, for me, Shane, just to hit a little bit back on when you're talking about the armor of God, I think we forget sometimes like the Holy spirit, what he desires from us, it goes both ways. It's to help us protect us from things that we don't see. And our kids see it. I mean, social media and all those things, if you're listening right now, uh, the enemy is working differently to get us. And through those gifts, we can steward not only feeling protected, but going out and helping others to feel protected. And so I just encourage people, the Holy Spirit has so much more for you. And yeah, I'm just so excited just to continue to grow in that. And we will, right? We'll continue to grow in that. Absolutely. Jacob? Yeah, I, my closing comments would be an encouragement to anyone who's listening. Um, just from my own life, I got thinking over this conversation of um, gifts that I wished I would have, but I don't. Um, and that's not necessarily because I haven't asked for them, but because God apportions to each individually right. as he wills. Um, and so my encouragement and from what I've learned is that don't mourn what you don't have and forget to celebrate what you have been gifted that's with. That's good. Mm. Yeah. it's a good word. Tammy. I love that. That's really good. Really good, Jacob. Um, Because sometimes it's really easy to fall into someone, seeing someone use their gift really well and saying, oh, why can't I do that? Um, When we haven't been responsible to use the gifts that we have been given. Um, One thing that uh, you guys said um, in your closing comments was the word protection. 
And I love that word because when I think of how the Holy Spirit gifts operate in my life every day, um, I call down blessing to my home. And blessing means favor and protection. Lord, let us walk in favor and protection. And so that's really... To, to wrap it up, man, the gifts are to point to Jesus and for our good. It's empowering. It's what mm. keeps us strong. It's like we weren't just um, born into salvation. You know, it's not just, okay, there's going to be a, a, a great paradise at the end of this life. No, he's given us um, tools and weapons to make this life here wonderful, but Amen. it's going to be hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to make that, he's, he's given us what we need, which is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So I want to... Just send you out with a blessing. May you walk in favor and protection and lean into the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Talk to you next week. 